Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Society 739. Good morning and welcome everyone to the Sonic Society, the world's showcase of modern audio drama. And a special welcome both to all of you for joining us for our 18th year and our 18th season beginning episode. And a warm welcome to my co-host, Mr. David Alt. Thank you very much, Jack. Good morning, everyone. It's a new day and a new season. Uh, yeah, but we'd be a little remiss if we didn't chat a little about our summers. How has the bright months been treating you, David, other than the hot burning part of the bright month? What have you been up to? <laughs> uh, lots of different things. I, I've been doing an audiobook for uh, a children's author, which has been quite fun. Uh, there's been the usual sort of travel up and down the country, seeing family and friends and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, keeping busy, keeping busy. How about you? Showing up here, of course, every weekend to do Sonic Summerstock. I know. I, that's, I, <laughs> that's a lot of traveling, I'll tell you that. And one of these days, it would be so nice not to have to fly economy. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I, I suppose it, it is a step up from last year where I was just in the hold. Uh, <laughs> that's right. we, we do need more subscribers, folks. That's just a little hint. <laughs> Pay for first class. Yes, or at least business. Please. We could go with business class next year. That would be Yeah, fun, why, why so. can't I put the, the bill onto the mutual? Uh, account that, that would be great <laughs> well we could always take the tortoise out for a spin every week that well that that would that would work I, I could do all all eight at once if, I, if we had that <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah and we could go back in time and do the once in the future that would be <laughs> there has been actually i've been i just finished and i mentioned this to you when we were talking before that i did a doctor who episode this summer retrospective kind of good old rob patterson mm. who action theater's uh, new show i shouldn't say new he's done this for three or four years now but it's called uh, the department of murderly affairs the dna podcast mm. and i was thinking so much of you but they want to do a second part at some point and go more deep into the companions and there was this uh, you might want it you might enjoy this there's a youtube video series and um, they're called stam fine uh reviews i think so his okay. name is stam or something like that stam <laughs> fine reviews um and he he's australian and he does a doctor who basically from the beginning oh and right sort of does it a season at a time really sort of fast paced because there's they can be pretty long at times mm. But it was really good going back to seeing all of those. And he kind of, 
stops at one point, but not for like he basically gets into Colin Baker years, but that's where he stops, oh. which is interesting. He did do one season, at least I notice of the brand new ones. We'll see. He'll come back to it, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, it was that was a lot of fun to do that. And I, I ended up doing uh, two more master's classes. Hopefully I'm down. Is that to all? Two... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did MadCon in, in July. I thank goodness I didn't take the lead on that. That was thanks to Faustian nonsense. Mm. And I We're replaying those shows on Sunday Showcase every single week now. So you'll get a chance to listen to the MadCon, which was great. And they're calling it the new wave, W-A-V. (laughs) (laughs) The new WAV. (laughs) What? The new WAV scene. There you go. (laughs) And so we did that. And um, I was in another conference just uh, a couple of weeks ago for uh, one of of the university, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's, it's been busy. And then, of course, doing my own playhouse mm. oh and and the, the new uh cabin that i have that ah, yes. I'm working at so that's yeah it's been a busy summer mm. so i'm gonna need a vacation for my <laughs> summer at this yeah and of course there is a difference um because i was just thinking reflecting on the fact that i don't feel like it's like I, i've had a summer in a way yet because mm. over here the schools break up at the end of july right and then go back at the beginning of september and i know over in the states some like finish at uh, in early June, yes, and then go back in August. Right. So, yeah, uh, the when when the summer starts for for sort of American students, uh, we we've still got six weeks to go. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, ours end at the end of June, and so mm. we start off July like the very beginning of July, and then we usually start off after Labor Day in September. All right, so you have a lot so... more time off then. Yeah, so yeah. we have, you know, full two months kind of thing. Yeah. And and so that's kind of nice on our end. At least that's where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward. This could very well be my, fingers crossed, my last year in a, as a classroom teacher. And, and we'll, after this master's, maybe I can take on other positions. That would be good. On to bigger and better things. Yeah, and lots more time hopefully for writing. Oh, and I, I had some really cool ideas for some audio dramas and uh-huh. I'm, I'm hoping that I'll, I'll be able to take more time to do some writing these next couple of weeks in, in the fall and mm-hmm. and uh, get ready for the terror train of transcontinental terror in October <laughs> again. Yeah. We'd love to be able to have you on board. That would be good. Always <laughs> happy to, to take a trip. As I say, just uh, you know, even premium economy. That would that would just make... Uh, you know how long my legs are, Jack. You, you, you <laughs> oh should goodness, know this. Yes. <laughs> I was looking at pictures of us together just a while back when I was thinking... I was missing you more in the summer. And I was looking... I was remembering being in the um, in the tower, the CN Tower, oh, yes. jumping up and down on on the, tra- the clear <laughs> floor. You really didn't anxious, like me jumping up and down on that. <laughs> oh, how anxious that made me! That was that was fun. That was a good time. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Yes. I, I do have, you know, I do have heights issues, but I, I, I never let that stop me. I, but mm. it still makes me pretty anxious. <laughs> but I'm, I, speaking of anxious and excited, I'm excited for season 18. Absolutely. So, yes. There are times that I feel like, you know, it's time to pack everything in. And then I, and I go like, what are you kidding? It's I haven't even hit 20 yet. And so 20 is going to be something really special. I don't know yeah. what I'm going to do. <laughs> but once we get to 20 years, maybe I'll maybe I'll fly to England and we'll do like a live performance there oh that'd be lovely yes 
wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. And then maybe we can have an evening of it and have some people there because mm-hmm. uh, you, you got you you spend so much time coming to the colonies. It'd be nice to. I know, there. I know. I, I, how many times have I spe- have I seen you in uh, Canada, and and how many yes. times have, have you come over here to see me? Yes, yes, yes. The the math doesn't fit. Does exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we should probably get going with our first show. And this week, we're thrilled to present the Boston Metaphysical Society. That's right. And their series, Ghost Ship Episode 1, The Arrival, arrives right here at the Sonic Society. Boston Metaphysical Society, the Ghost Ship audio drama, would like to thank our sponsor, SciFiRadio.com, your favorite station for all things science fiction. Boston Metaphysical Society, a steampunk supernatural series following a team of paranormal detectives who battle supernatural forces in late 1800s Boston. They are Samuel Hunter, an ex-Pinkerton detective, Caitlin O'Sullivan, a medium and spirit photographer, and Granville T. Woods, a genius scientist. All audio stories take place during the time of the original six-issue graphic novel miniseries and are standalone. Welcome to episode one of The Ghost Ship. has returned from taking photos at the opening of the new Boston Public Library. Granville observes her photo developing techniques in his darkroom at the Boston Metaphysical Society office near Boston Harbor. Think bromide, silver nitrate, and sea salt? I've never seen sea salt in a developing fluid before, Miss O'Sullivan. It be a secret of Madal's, Mr. Woods. Makes the image crisp, and if ghosts be present, we be seeing them too. Ah, here comes the image. There be our new library in all its glory. It's a marvelous edifice, a true vision of the future. Look at the Mediterranean elements Gustavino used in the arches. It's like taking a stroll through Rome. Mrs. Sullivan? Granville? In here, Mr. Hunter. Uh, Is that the new library? Aye. Thought at time I took pictures of things other than ghosts and dead people. (laughs) This be a place where everyone can learn... Even if the great houses don't like it. House Emerson funded the project. And representatives from House Bartlett, Gray, and Bridgeworth are in your photograph. Most everyone be there but House Wellsmar. Hmm. Does Jonathan even leave his house anymore, except on business? No. He still grieves over Elizabeth. As we all do. <clears throat> I suspect House Emerson's support for the library has more to do with politics than altruism. (laughs) Politics always comes first for a great house. Didn't your father investigate a murder at House Bridgeworth, Miss O'Sullivan? 
Hi. Back when he worked for a police detective. Ah, oh, time for me to be heading home before Ma thinks I'm off Cavartin with the devil. Your mother still thinks you're working as a maid? Aye. Uh, It'd be better if she don't know I've taken over Da's old job. She still blames you for his passing, Mr. Hunter. Now let me be off. Mrs. Sullivan, are you all right? Oh, God, there, there be something in the air. Pain. Anger. I can feel it coming like a storm. Something's going on outside. Oh. Look, at the end of the war, that ship crashed into the dock. The crew may need help. Come with me. The sails look as if they've been shredded by a giant claw, and the deck is covered in seaweed and barnacles. If I didn't know better, I'd say it'd been sitting at the bottom of the ocean. But... But where's the crew? I don't... I don't see anyone on board. There's no crew, gentlemen. That be a ghost ship. What? Are you sure? I... I could sense their spirits within the ship. <gasps> like they be holding it together. And I... Oh, I feel such anger. It's like they and the ship are, are one and the same. Mm -hmm. oh. They won't talk to me. But maybe if I barred her. No. No, not yet. I'll send a message to our local constable to post guards to stop anyone from going on board until we get more information. We're too late. That sailor's <gasps> about to board. No, don't go on that ship. I'll try and stop. <sighs> Mr. Hunter! Mr. Hunter, he's on the deck! Oh, dear God. His whole body is disintegrating. It's like the water in oh. every cell in his body has been sucked away. There'd be nothing left but ash. Stay back! Everyone, stay away! <gasps> Don't get on that ship! Oh, that poor lad. To die in such a horrible way. But how is that even physically possible for a man to disintegrate so quickly? You'll get your chance to find out, but not until we know more. First thing is to cordon off the aerial. Make sure no one else tries to board. What do we tell his family? The truth. Then we wait. For what? Someone will hire us to investigate this. And whoever that person is will give us our first clue to solving the case. The next day, Granville and Samuel scour the books they have on hand to discover any information they can find about the mysterious ghost ship. 
It's an American clipper ship. I remember seeing them as a child. I agree, but I couldn't make out a name on the bow. Could you? No. It was worn off. You're late, Mrs. Sullivan. <laughs> I was getting worried. I... Ma almost wouldn't let me leave due to the rumors spreading all over town. She'd be scared witless along with the neighbors. Then I had to argue with the constable and his men to let me through. They'd be guarding all the streets leading to the dock. Hmm. They blocked off all of Emerson's wharf and placed a few men to stand guard at the ship as well. The sailors and longshoremen will take a dim view of that. Message for Mr. Hunter? That's for your trouble. Thank you, sir. As I suspected, someone has requested our services to investigate the death of the sailor and find out who the ship's owner is. And for a very nice fee. Who? Doesn't say. Other than the first half of our fee will arrive shortly. Most likely House Emerson. Something like this will cut deep into their bottom line. The longer the dock is shut down. It'd always be about the great houses and their money. <sighs> Time to get to work. I... I'll start taking pictures of the ship. See if I can capture any spirits. Any chance you can lend me a hand, Mr. Woods? Of course. Then we can head over to the new library. <laughs> see what we can find out about our mystery ship. Mm. Good. In the meantime, I'll take another look at the hull. Right. I'll be wanting to set up my camera to get a good view of the bow, the part side, and as much of the deck as I can, Mr. Woods. How is this spot to start? Aye, that'll do. Uh, let me get the camera fixed up right. Wait. Wait there. I think that'll work. Hold steady. Ha. Got it. Let's move there next. Hmm. I don't recall your father mentioning anything about ghost ships before he died. Da never ran across one. There have been stories about them appearing and disappearing. But none that docked itself and stayed. It's most disconcerting. Aye. That'd be one word for it. Ah, uh, here be good. Ouch! Are you all right? Blooming camera shocked me, but it would I be fine. I should go develop these before Mr. Hunter gets back. 
That will have to wait until after our library visit. Hmm. I'm afraid it may close before we have time to find out what we're looking for. The sooner the better. Oh, Mr. Hunter, you'll be back soon. Have you found out anything? I'm convinced the ship was hulled from the inside out. Perhaps they were transporting explosives is not an unreasonable assumption. Possibly. We need to get on board to find the logbook and the manifest. Huh. See what type of cargo it was carrying. Oh, oh, Mr. Hunter. Mr. Hunter, there'll be a boy near the ship. I don't think he belongs here. Especially in such fine clothes. Hmm. He doesn't. How the hell did he get past the police? Boy! Hey, boy! Get away from the ship! He's almost to the gangplank. Let's go. Got him. Boy, what's your name? What are you doing here? It's as if he's sleepwalking. Good God. He's starting to shake. Uh, I feel a presence. A spirit? There not be just one so, so many and strong. Oh, it'll be happening too fast. Get him. Oh. He's going to fall over. Oh, I've got him. A poor child. I must be barely ten years old. Oh, no. No. No, spirits, leave him be. He's just a bairn. He's convulsing. Set him down on the ground. Carefully. He's trying to say something. Miss O'Sullivan, can you hear what it is? His voice be barely a whisper. What did he say? Did you find out his name and family? Or why he was here? All he said was, justice will be served. Whatever does that mean? We'll find out. But are you all right, Mrs. Sullivan? Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm fine. Just... Uh, just a wee bit of a headache. But this poor mite, whatever spirit or spirits was in the boy be gone now. We need to find the boy's people. Tell them what happened to their son. Someone must know who he is. Hmm. His shirt is made of the finest cotton. Oh. And look. His trousers have gold woven into the cuffs. Oh, hell. He comes from a great house. Oh, they'll burn the docks down looking for whoever's responsible and not care of who stands in their way. Not if we do our jobs. Both of you, head to the library like we planned. See what you can find out. And what will you do? See if anyone recognizes him. Here come the police. Get going before they hold all of us for questioning. Samuel takes charge of the dead boy while Granville and Caitlin head to the new library. 
When they arrive, Granville is impressed with this newest addition to Boston as he admires the marble floors and archways. The architecture is magnificent. Look at those arches and the vaulting. <laughs> I only wish we had come under better circumstances. Hi, Mr. Woods. You be right about that? Now, let's see. The curator said the reference books on merchant ships were here in McKim Hall. Hi. <sighs> but look at all these books. Where do we start? I concur with Samuel's assessment that it is an American clipper ship. With the ship's projecting bow and the fact it is made of oak and spruce, we can rule out any books having to do with British or European merchant ships. That will help us narrow down things a bit. If you say so. There'll be at least ten shelves stacked ten deep all about American ships. We could also rule out schooners and frigates. You start here. I'll go to the other end and we'll meet in the middle. God. Blooming scientists, they love their books. Ah, my head. Oh. Mm. Oh, Mr. Woods. Mr. Woods. Everything be blurry. Oh, would you be all right, miss? I feel so dizzy. Oh, please, miss. Sit. Thank you. And, um, who might you be? Jimmy McLaren, miss. Though, Mark calls me James. I'm an apprentice. And you? Uh, um, uh, Caitlin O'Sullivan. There be no McLarens in the south side. Huh. Where do you live? Uh, do you need water? Or should I fetch the gentleman you came with? No, thank you. Leave Mr. Woods about his business. I, it... <laughs> yeah, you said you're an apprentice, but... But why are you dressed like a sailor of old? Oh, it'd be part of the festivities of the new library opening, miss. Now, what would you be looking for in this grand pile of books? Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, um, let's see. Uh, pictures of old American, uh, clipper ships. Oh, you mean like that one that crashed into the dock? Guy, I guess I shouldn't be surprised you know about it. All of Boston is in a tizzy. Oh, as well they should be. What do you mean? Miss O'Sullivan, have you had any luck? Oh, <sighs> no, but this young man is helping me. Hmm, what young man? Uh, the one standing... He was right here. <laughs> you look a bit peaked, and your pupils are dilated. Are you ill? <laughs> I was, but, uh... But I'd be better now. Huh. Oh, good. Then take some of these books. <laughs> Ugh. 
Uh, you sure do love your books, Mr. Woods. <laughs> and there's more at the table at the end of the hall. <laughs> oh, of course there is. A heavy-hearted Samuel accompanies the body of the young boy to the police station. The station bustles with activity as fear and worry about this mysterious ship spread. Sergeant, I brought the boy in from the dock. So what do you want? A medal? Tell your captain I need to speak to him. The boy hasn't been identified yet. <laughs> oh, don't be too sure of that. What do you mean? Who is it? Come with me, Mr. X Pinkerton. Oh, he showed up just like you said he would, Captain. Get in. Hunter? Captain. Allow me to introduce Charles Emerson, head of House Emerson. Yeah, we've met. I should have known. You once being married to someone far above your lot in you life. You may go now, Captain. As you wish. Mr. Emerson, why are you here? I remember your wife, Elizabeth, as if it were yesterday. She was kind, smart, and, if rumors were true, played a significant part in rescuing a number of kidnapped children. It pained me to learn of her death. Thank you, but that doesn't answer my question. I couldn't imagine how Jonathan felt seeing his own daughter die. Until today. I'm so sorry. The boy I brought in. He was your grandson. Yes. Timothy was his name. Please. Accept my condolences. I don't want your condolences. I want you to destroy that ship. But we don't know if the ship caused his death. Do you know what Timothy was doing on the dock? Don't be obtuse. I have no idea why he went there, but I have heard how that sailor died. All he did was walk onto the deck, and my Timothy steps onto the gangplank and... <sighs> it's obvious they're connected. They probably are, but we only have circumstantial evidence linking them. Who gives a damn? My grandson is dead! And I want that godforsaken ship burnt to the ground. I'm sorry, sir, but we've already been hired to investigate the sailor's death. I can't in good conscience destroy a ship that is evidence. Then I will find someone who will. Granville and Caitlin have returned to the Boston Metaphysical Society office after their trip to the new public library. While Caitlin develops the photos she took of the ghost ship, Granville pours through the pile of books they brought back to look for possible clues as to its name and registry.
There are 23 ships in this registry that match the description of our mystery ship. Miss O'Sullivan, are you finished in there? Almost. All were built by House Wellsmore, but several great houses commissioned them. Let's see, there was Bartlett, Gray, Emerson, and Bridgeworth. That all makes sense. They run cargo out of Boston Harbor. All done. Hurry before the images disappear. What did you find? It'd definitely be a ghost ship. Look at the spirits on the deck. I can't read their faces, but their stances look defiant. Aye, like they'd be marching to war. Exactly. What about the other pictures? Well, uh, look here. You can almost see what he'd be wearing. You're right. Mm. Let me get out my magnifying glass. <laughs> hmm. The cut of the lapels and the double-breasted buttons are similar to the pea coats sailors wear today, but shorter. Unlike today, though, where the vent is in the center, they have short vertical side vents. Between the ship itself and their uniforms, it helps us narrow the date down to between 1812 to 1840. You've a good eye for detail, Mr. Woods. But, huh. It looks exactly like what that apprentice Jimmy be wearing at the library. Why, thank you, Miss O'Sullivan. Anything else? Oh, I, I, uh, I took a few pictures of the bow to see if I might get lucky and see a name. But there be nothing but this. Look close. How odd. Are those spirits actually linking arms around the hull? They be the ones holding the ship together, Mr. Woods. With a sheer force of will. I never seen the like before. What an amazing example of psychic power. We have to find out what they want, and soon. Or no telling what may happen. All of Boston may be in danger. Oh, I see the images are fading. <laughs> I need to help you invent a way to capture spirit images permanently. <laughs> you scientists. First you don't believe in the likes of me and my kind. And then when we produce a miracle, you want more. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. But I've always believed in you, Miss O'Sullivan. Your father was the one who convinced me. He was a remarkable man. I... He was. I miss him. As do I. Samuel most certainly does. And I'm sure your mother as well. Uh, Mr. Hunter? I... They were good friends. But Ma... No. She hated what he did for a living. If she knew I had taken his position here, there's no telling what she'd do. I'm sorry to hear that. I would have been proud to call you my daughter. Oh, you're most kind, Mr. Woods. And there they go. Not bad. Oh. 
I think you were able to hold on to the images of those spirits for almost five minutes. I think that's a record. Have you been keeping track? In my head. I thought I taught you better than that. I'm going to buy you a ledger. No more of this keeping it all in your head. I want data written down. Uh <laughs> Granville! Mrs. Sullivan! We have a problem. What now? The boy was Charles Emerson's grandson. Oh, no. I can't imagine how that man must be feeling. Angry. He wanted us to blow up the ship, but I refused. Which means he'll order the police or someone else to do it. How much time do we have? Not much. I'm sure he'll have something organized within a few hours or less. Then we have no choice. I'll have to board her. What? There'd be no other way for us to get that logbook, since the spirits refuse to talk to me. No, no, it's too dangerous. Miss O'Sullivan is correct. We need that logbook. She's the best chance of us discovering what happened and why they are here. And blowing it up may not make the death stop. I agree. But there may be a way to protect Miss O'Sullivan. How? My portable Faraday cage. We can string up my electromagnetic netting around <sighs> it. Then, if she senses any spirits coming to attack, we can switch it on. The wire mesh of the Faraday cage will protect her. You already know I hate that idea, right? Of course you do. But it will work. Mr. Hunter will never learn what be going on until I can speak to the spirits on that ship or find the logbook. Assuming they're willing to talk to you or let you on board. Aye. <laughs> the last time you tried to talk to a hostile spirit, it almost killed you. But it didn't. Because you were there to stop it. Now, are, are we going to keep yapping about this or get it done? <sighs> You heard the Lady Granville. Let's do this. As Granville prepares the Faraday cage to protect Caitlin, Samuel reworks the electromagnetic netting to fit around it. You best be hurrying it up. Granville, grab the other edge of the netting. We need to drape it over the cage now. Miss O'Sullivan, please get the door while we carry this outside. Then, if you'd be so kind as to push the cart with the generator, cables, and the batteries out behind us. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Do we need these many batteries? Though the manganese dioxide cathodes does improve conductivity, each battery only produces 1.4 volts, leaving us with the bare minimum voltage to run this amount of square footage of electromagnetic netting. Which means we need a fair amount of these beasties. Quite correct. Mr. Sullivan, how close do you want it? Oh, uh, by the gangplank, if you please. Uh, 
Hey there. Uh, you don't have permission to be here. Officer, we're here to investigate the death of Charles Emerson's grandson, Timothy. Oh, uh, no one told me. There wasn't time. Please, sir. It won't take us but a few minutes. Well, all right. It's damn shame about the boy, you know. Take you, officer. Miss O'Sullivan, get inside and stand on the wooden platform. Move this lever here to move it forward and backward. If you are in distress at any point, then we'll turn on the netting to break your contact with the spirits, but be sure to stay on the platform. Samuel, I'll hook up these cables to the netting if you'll take care of connecting the motor to drive the wheels. Got it. Ready, Miss O'Sullivan? Aye. All right, spirits. Here I come. Anything? Give them and me a chance. I don't feel them. Oh. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, hell. Emerson's men are here. Get that girl out of there, Hunter. We've got a job to do. Captain, don't do this. Something's going on here that we don't understand. Understand this. If you and your team don't move now, I'll not be responsible for your safety. Don't do it! Tell them to stop Mr. Hunter! Move her now, Hunter. Mrs. Sullivan, we have to go. Idiots. Be careful as you step out of the cage, Miss O'Sullivan. Oh, they've been making a terrible mistake, Mr. Hunter. You must stop them. I can't. I'm sorry. Samuel, they have enough explosives to blow up the entire dock if they light them all at once. Mrs. Sullivan, take my hand. We need to take cover behind those crates. Line up. Ready, men. Light the fuses and throw on my mark. Three, two, now! Cover your eyes! Oh, damn it. The charges exploded before they could release him. One man's lost an arm, another a leg. <gasps> so many be hurt. We need to bind their wounds before they bleed to death. I'll get the bandages from my workshop. <laughs> Mrs. Sullivan? Mrs. Sullivan? Are you injured? Oh, this be bad, Mr. Hunter, very bad. I know what the spirits be wanting. What? Revenge. End of episode one. Stay tuned for episode two of The Ghost Ship. Thank you for listening to Boston Metaphysical Society, The Ghost Ship. This production was created, written, and produced by Madeline Holly Rosing. Script editor, Eddie Louise. 
Composer, director, and audio engineer, Chip Michael. Executive producers, Madeline Holly-Rosing and Michael Hemrick. Our cast, Samuel Hunter, played by Ryan Philbrook. Caitlin O'Sullivan, played by Emily C.A. Snyder. Granville T. Woods, played by Martin Davis. Charles Emerson, played by Boyd Barrett. Jimmy McLaren, played by Ryan Hoyle. Thomas Edison, played by H.B. Gibson. Harbormaster, played by Rob Davis. Eddie O'Rourke, played by David Tilstra. Police Captain, played by Odd Andrews. Longshoreman, played by Ryan Hoyle. Lizzie, played by Bennett Cousins. Policeman, footman, jailer, and sergeant, played by Alex Ross. Nanny and Angry Woman, played by Fiona Thrale. Messenger, played by Tal Manier. Narrated by Kirsten Udowitz. I am Chip Michael, your announcer. Thank you again for listening. Please look for future seasons of Boston Metaphysical Society on Kickstarter and streaming platforms. Boston Metaphysical Society is a registered trademark of Madeline Holly Rosing and is operated under Queen of Mercia, LLC. And that's this week's show. Please check out the show notes for the Boston Metaphysical Society on the Sonic Society website at sonicsociety.org. Until next week when we get season 18 into full swing with hot sounds. I'm David Alt. And I'm Jack Ward. Oh, feels good to be back home. <laughs> I'll get back in the hold. <laughs> Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. Oh, right here, right here. Do you want me to say right here, right here? No, no, of course not. That was my fault. You were perfect at that. So (laughs) this all goes at the very end under my stupidity after the credits. (laughs) I just didn't know if I was missing something. (laughs) Not a chance. Only you you know my mind better than I do. (laughs) Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. 
Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalie Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises. So when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words, especially his words, go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery. And be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing. 